You're listening to the Military Working Mom Podcast with Drea Jones. Episode 19, The Power of Nutrition in Your Fitness Goals with Michelle Marie Diaz. Hi, ladies. I am pleased to introduce to you today Michelle Marie Diaz. And, you know, not only is she a fitness expert, but she's also in the nutrition world. And what I love about her and what I love that you're going to learn is that everything that you've heard and learned about throughout your life doesn't have to be the way. And this is how Michelle came to be. So she loves that she is a working mom and she has dedicated her life to the fitness and health industry and is now on a mission to help women enjoy a life of health and fitness without being obsessive and compulsive about working out or their nutrition, what they're eating. Because she used to be this girl. She started to be a trainer at 18 years old and she says, you know what? She was confused. And she said she did everything that her peers were doing, eating bland food, working out hours at a time, 45 minutes of cardio every day, and she just wasn't enjoying herself and she wasn't seeing the results that came with a life she wanted to lead. And this girl, I love her because she loves food and wine. So she has developed healthy meal plans and written two books, Eat to Be Fit and Michelle Marie Fit Healthy Meal Plans in order for women in pregnancy, postpartum, and just being a mom to enjoy your lifestyle while being fit. So ladies, without further ado, please welcome to the podcast, Michelle Marie Diaz. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, I am super excited to have you here. I would almost say you're one of the leading experts in pregnancy and postpartum fitness, and not only fitness, but our nutrition as well. So we are excited to see what you have in store for us, but so everyone knows who you are. Can you tell us a little bit about you and you know what's your story and background? Yes, sure. Um, so I am a mom of two. My kids are six and 10, and I have been in the fitness and health industry for over 20 years. Uh, so I've worked one-on-one with thousands of women. And then also uh, the last 10 or 12 years or so, I've really just dedicated myself to working with just pregnant women and postpartum moms. I, uh, as I went through all the stages in my own life, you know, getting married and then getting pregnant and then having a kid and then, you know, being postpartum and then having another one, I realized how incredibly hard and different each and one of those stages are. And so I had a, a, you know, really great experience through all of them. And I think that's because of my health and fitness background. And so I really wanted to help more women have an easier time going through those stages and, you know, enabling their journeys to be better and easier. And so I started blogging and I started creating programs to help women in all of those stages. And so, yeah, now I've helped over like 250,000 women online pregnant women, postpartum women, and also just once you're a mom. So I'm really passionate about it because I realize, you know, just how much when we as women are confident and comfortable in our own skin, how much that translates into our marriage and to our careers and into our confidence as a mother and in making friends, you know, as a mother, which is totally different than when you don't have kids. So yeah, I love women. I like have such a connection. I do. I like feel like I'm such like a girl power girl, you know, like (laughs) I just feel like such a huge connection with women. And yeah, my goal is to just help women have an easier time going through all these crazy stages of life. Well, you must love us if you see over 200,000 of us and we all have our (laughs) issues. So thank you for doing that. (laughs) 
you know, the biggest issue that I've kind of seen on all the forums from across the branches are, you know, we have a timeline, right? We are in the service to be physically fit. Um, that is our readiness. So it's almost a buildup of anxiety, a pressure to right when you have your baby to start working out, right? So now can you kind of lead us through what you advise women on when to start working out, what that looks like and how to safely do that so we don't injure ourselves? Yes, great. Um, so first of all, it's important to not start exercising until you get medical clearance from your OB. And so that is normally about six weeks, usually like, you know, second time, second or more timers could be a little bit less like four, but usually it's at the time when we stop bleeding and that takes several weeks. And what I've found with women that start exercising before is they have tremendous amounts of pelvic floor issues. A lot of them end up with diastasis recti, which I'm not sure if maybe your audience is aware of what that is, but it is a split in the abdominal sheath of the belly. So the abs actually like split down the middle and it hurts. It looks really bad. It's uncomfortable and it takes a long time to heal. And so, you know, when, when you're pregnant, we have, we release a hormone called relaxin that is what helps all of our ligaments expand so that we can actually go through the process of labor. And so, you know, when we're postpartum, we just think that, okay, now we're not pregnant anymore because the baby is, is not in there. But those hormones, it takes a really long time, several, several weeks for your body to kind of go back to normal. And even so, if you're nursing, you still aren't. So having so much excess relaxant in the body while being postpartum means that you are more susceptible to injuries. So it's incredibly important to pace yourself and to not start until you have stopped bleeding and get clearance from your doctor. You know, with, for me, myself, my first pregnancy, I did not start working out until I was about eight or nine weeks postpartum. Um, but just, just to, you know, it's some encouragement is that I had lost all my baby weight by, by week six, like completely. And so that is the power of nutrition. So I always tell those like, you know, exercise enthusiasts that want to start right away is that put all that energy into your nutrition because you could get like your greatest bang for your buck by eating really healthy and fueling your body and you'll lose all your baby weight. And then little by little, you can start doing things that will help you gain that strength back because I know that's important for you guys. There's also some exercises that you could do post birth that are completely safe. And these are not intended to be exercises like, you know, a power clean or, you know, a bench press or even a push up. They're intended to help strengthen your pelvic floor to start, you know, pulling your muscles all in, in your abdomen, pulling them all back in and like really strengthening all those deep lying muscles of the core, which is really the foundation. Once you can get that strong, then that's just going to make when you're able to start exercising full force that you're not going to injure yourself and you're going to get way better results because you're not, your body is going to be in balance. So can you kind of give us a tip on what those exercises are? Because the one that comes to mind for everyone that I've asked is just Kegels. And I know there has to be so much more than just that. There is. And so um, I just want to give you, a, let you know about a resource that I gave you that you could link up to is a post birth workout. And it's just a few exercises that you can do on a daily basis. And so you can get that to them. They can print it out and follow it. There's like videos and everything, but it's exercise like heel slides where you're lying down on your back and your legs 
uh, are bent to about 90 degrees and you just slide your feet out slowly. And while you're doing that, you're really pressing your belly down towards the floor. So that's an exercise that you can do. And then um, abdominal bracing, which is just basically like sitting really upright and inhaling and letting your belly expand and then exhaling and pulling your belly in. Um, exercises like the cat, I'm not sure if you know what that is, but that's basically in the quadruped position and pulling your abdomen in and then relaxing it. So it's really ex basically any exercise where you are drawing your belly in towards your back, because that's those are the exercises that work the transverse abdominus, which is that deep lying muscle of the core. And then same thing for nutrition, because you know, quote unquote, healthy is different mm -hmm. for everybody. And then is there a difference for postpartum. So I've heard, you know, smoothies and, you know, plant-based items aren't the best. Is that true? Or what does healthy look like postpartum? Really? It doesn't matter if you're a vegan or vegetarian, like, you know, whichever one of those you are, it's completely fine. As long as you are eating enough and eating the right foods and not eating the wrong foods. <laughs> so basically, you know, it, it, what's really hard is also that if you are nursing that, you know, your appetite is like, crazy. And so for that, I just always encourage women to, to plan ahead and to make sure that they have healthy snacks readily available, especially for the middle of the night, because, you know, those like middle of the night feedings leave you, you know, ravenous and hungry. And at that point, a lot of women make their mistakes then because they, you know, grab crackers and cookies and all kinds of high sugar processed foods that really are not great. And you kind of forget about those at the, during the day because during the day you're like, oh, I ate pretty good. And then you completely block out, you know, the cookies you had and the piece of bread you had at two o'clock in the morning. We don't remember those. <laughs> that was like 2 a.m. <laughs> we, we don't remember those. But really making sure that you're eating every few hours. The one thing I always tell, like whether you're pregnant, postpartum, or, you know, have had kids for years is to not let yourself get hungry. Because when you let yourself get hungry, you now have low blood sugar. And when you have low blood sugar, your body is basically in a state of like stress and it's screaming for sugar. And so it's not that a lot of women who struggle with a lot of cravings, sweet cravings, they're like, I just have like a sugar addiction and I have these cravings. It's not that your body is different or weird or that you have this problem. It's that like physiologically what's happening in your body is your body is going, I give me sugar now or I'm going to pass out. And so if we can prevent the body from reaching those low points of blood sugar, then you're really going to get rid of most of those cravings. And so just being really prepared and, you know, having healthy options available that you could have, you know, every two, three hours is really going to help. But I always um, suggest having a lean protein, a healthy carb, and a fibrous vegetable every two to three hours or every three to four hours. And then also adding in some healthy fats in there, like at least two, two of those meals. So now is there like maybe a calorie count? So something that, you know, this is not me because I ate plenty, but our moms, <laughs> as they start to work out more, they're, they're saying they're sacrificing their breast milk. So we know when we start working out, we don't replenish our body we lose production. Is there maybe some certain food that has a high calorie content, but is very nutritious that they can add into their diet? Yeah. So really, you know, it's a, it's an old, old wives tale that if you don't produce enough milk, if you exercise, I mean, I exercise tons and 
fed, breastfed my kids, both of them for over 12 months, my daughter for 16 months, and I've worked with hundreds of women who've done the same and also not sacrificed their milk. It's just not the way it used to be, right? Women used to not exercise when they were pregnant and just had babies. But um, as long as you're eating every few hours and eating all those nutrients, then you're going to produce enough milk. I, you, I would be more concerned about how much you're hydrating versus how much you are eating when it comes to producing enough milk. Now, foods that are high in healthy fats are really great to have. So like avocado and like avocado oils, um, nut butters and salmon, but, but you just have to be careful with the nuts and the nut butters because sometimes those are highly allergic for the kids, right? So in the breast milk, you just got to be really careful with that. I find avocado to be a really high nutrient food that's, you know, high in good calories and high in healthy fat and it just gives you sustainable energy and is uh, really good. But you know what, if you want me to give you some examples for like breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks, we could do that. That would be awesome. And, you know, for everyone listening, I will include all these in the episode notes. So make sure to go check them out. She's had some amazing videos for you guys to take a look at and use. You know, one of your focus areas is self-care. So what is your big push for us on that? So like we talked about in the beginning is that how important it is for us to give ourselves some time to make sure that we feel good about ourselves because that just trickles down to our entire life. But you just have to make a commitment to yourself at the very beginning, because if you don't, then you're always going to be the last one. You're going to be the one on the back burner. So it's important to just, I always, you know, encourage moms to commit to themselves like a certain amount of time a week and schedule it out like Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, like first thing in the morning after the first feeding. I'm going, those are going to be my days to exercise. I have a program called the Better Body After Pregnancy Program. And in there, I talk about the, the nap, right? Your, your baby's naps. Because at the beginning, the baby naps so much. And so how to utilize those naps properly? Because that whole like sleep where the baby sleeps is like so not realistic. <laughs> so like, you know, you can definitely use a nap for, you know, getting some rest or taking a nap. But, you know, for me, sometimes I didn't like using the nap for exercise. Because I had, there were so many other things I needed to do, work and clean the house and cook and all these other things. And so what I would do is I would use the time when my husband would get home, right? I would say, okay, when you get home, I'd like an hour for you to take care of the baby. And that was like their special bonding time, right? So it's not like you don't feel bad because you're like throwing the baby on him, right? Because I know that mom guilt is for real. <laughs> And it's also, he doesn't have to feel like you're like, ah, take, you know, take the baby, but it's more like, here's this special bonding time for the two of you. And let me use that time to exercise. You know, sometimes we would go for a walk and then stop at the park and then he would, you know, stroll the baby around and I would get a little workout done at the park. So it really all depends on your lifestyle and stuff and like what you would rather do. You know, I, I, I rather use those naps to like clean the house during one nap or cook during another nap. Like, you know, it's really important to cook when you're postpartum because you don't want to be eating out. You don't want all that sodium. You don't want, you know, processed food. And so really setting aside the time for healthy cooking is important. So it's just a matter of how you want to do it. But just really that commitment to yourself and giving yourself the time is really important. So I do have like unapologetically, right? Like unapologetically, like you just don't feel bad about it because that's huge. <laughs> yeah. I wish I would have talked to you beforehand. I was the one that I got so overwhelmed and had that mom guilt that when Brad would come home, I'd just hold the baby out and be like, your turn, take up. <laughs> I'm going for a run. <laughs> so I do have one more question. Now, when you say, you know, 
hey, you can lose the weight and eat healthy and you can still work out, but we're eating constantly, right? That was your recommendation. And that is so hard to get some, for what some woman mentally to understand, like I can eat and not gain weight. So what is kind of your advice on how we can get over that mental block? Because that is a struggle point of the fear of, okay, what if we start doing this and we gain weight? We don't have time to lose it. Okay. That, that is huge, 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 huge. And it's actually huge, not just for women postpartum, but for all women, because you automatically think, you know, eat often, eat so much time, that's more calories, you're going to gain weight. So I love talking about this because I feel like it's such a huge aha moment. And when you actually get it, then you're, you're way more susceptible to actually following through with it and then actually seeing the results. So I love that you asked that. So Eating often, what it does is that it speeds metabolism. Metabolism is th- the speed at which we break down food. So everything we do in life, walk, talk, think, blink, move, digestion, it all takes energy. And when we're utilizing energy, we're burning calories. So the process of breaking down food, it burns a ton of calories, like a ton, ton, ton of calories. So the thing is, is that some foods burn more calories than others. So easiest example. Take 100 calories of protein, right? 100 calories of chicken. You burn 25% of those calories just by eating. So you eat 100 calories of chicken, you burn 25 calories just by eating this, okay? Now, carbs has like a 10 to 15% metabolic boost. So if you were to eat 100 calories of, say, brown rice, you burn 10 to 15 calories just by eating, which is still really great. And vegetables burn a ton of calories because it's a fiber and it's really hard for your body to break that down. So it has to work really, really hard. Processing is like tough. So you burn tons of calories. And then it just by eating vegetables, which is insane. And then fat has only 5% metabolic boost. So if you were to eat 100 calories of fat, of like a bad fat, you would only burn five calories. So now you combine foods that burn a lot of calories like protein and carbs and vegetables. And now you're, and you, you're eating, like it, the process of digestion takes about two to three hours. So now during this whole time, you're burning calories. And then you have another meal and you're burning calories. So that's why people say, oh, I have a fast, like you'll say, oh, my friend has, she must have a fast metabolism because she eats all the time. Well, yeah, that's why. Because <laughs> her body's always breaking down food. I like to call it like a fat burning machine. Like you want to become a fat burning machine, you've got to eat every few hours. But the thing is, is in eating the right food. So that's interesting. You know, a lot of women, when we jump back in and we're like, okay, let's a diet. And you just said, you know, fat content only burns 5%. And I know I have not tried the keto, but I think they only eat fat products. Um, so do you recommend or not recommend, you know, whole 30 paleo, all those fat you know, diets or no? I don't recommend any of those because none of them are sustainable. I am so much all about moderation and on finding what works for you. And everyone is different. And so keto is probably the one I like the least because we shouldn't omit any nutrient out of our body. A new, the definition of a nutrient is something that we must ingest within life. So carbohydrate is one of our main, our main nutrients. And so just the fact that you're omitting that is not good. And plus, you lose a lot of weight with keto because this is huge for people to note. For every one gram of carb that you eat, you hold three to four grams of water. So now take away all those calories or grams of carbs that you're eating a day, 
and what you're losing is three to four times that in water, right? So that's why the results are so quick, but the amount of fat is incredibly bad for your inside. <laughs> and uh, it's just not sustainable. So what I tell people is once you have a good basis that you've been eating the protein, the carbs, the vegetables, and the healthy fats every three hours, you're not, you know, getting cravings because you're maintaining that, you know, balanced blood sugar, you're making, you're drinking enough water, you're eating the right foods, um, and you're killing those cravings, then, you know, you're going to see results. You're definitely going to see results. And then what you do is because I hate counting calories, because that's no way to live, is that you can start cutting out calories by looking at your food and cutting your serving sizes, right? So if you're like, okay, I've been seeing results, I've been losing a few pounds, and now I kind of feel stuck. So now it's time to cut back calories. But how do you do that without the end, like measuring your food and counting points and counting calories all day, which is not sustainable and makes us crazy. <laughs> if you just look at your chicken, like you more or less serve yourself the same portion of chicken every night and you serve yourself the same amount of brown rice every night. And so just taking like 20% of that off. So instead of like a cup of brown rice, a little bit less of that. And if in every meal, you just serve yourself a little bit less right? So if you normally have, you know, when you eat out sushi, you know, and you have two rolls, right? So that's 16 pieces. So you would take, you would eat 13 pieces, you know, 12 pieces. So, and just that is going to cut your calories without going crazy and counting points and counting calories and counting grams. Thank you so much. No, that's i uh, I'm over here taking notes as we're going through. <laughs> uh, so as we wrap up, what is the one lasting message you would love our women just to take away from this chat today? Um, I would love for women to just give themselves a little bit more grace. We are so hard on ourselves and I think it's important to have goals and, you know, to be excited about those and to work towards those, but also to give yourself grace and that pregnancy is freaking hard and being a new mom is freaking hard and all of that takes adaptation and it takes time and you know don't get frustrated just because you don't see results right now doesn't mean you're not going to right and because there isn't one way that works for everyone like some people do great with higher carbs and some people don't and that's just a matter of you know testing it you know you got to test it to see if it works a little bit less carbs a little bit more carbs you know some people my body doesn't do great with a lot of cardio i do better with like with weight training and high interval training and it took me time to get my mindset off of the i need to do 45 minutes of cardio six days a week because that's what i used to do i used to get on the freaking elliptical for like an hour or the treadmill or the stairmaster every day and run like a mad woman and for years i did that and didn't see any results and so now I do lift three or four times a week and, and I do way less exercise and see way better results. And I was only able to see that by testing it, right? So if you, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. So if what you're doing right now isn't working, it's okay. Like if it's not, it doesn't mean you're never going to see results. Just change what you're doing, you know, and just give yourself grace and keep going. You know, don't it. let go of those goals, but keep going. <laughs> now, I bet you people have questions for you. So where can we reach to like reach out and see what you offer um, and have questions? Where can we go to? Um, well, you can go to uh, Instagram at Michelle Marie Fit. Because leave me, I'm really active in there. I'm always answering back DMs. And you could even leave me a voice note and I'll, uh, you know, answer questions via voice note. I do that often. 
um, my website, michellemariefit.com. On, uh, I'm on Facebook as well. And yeah, I gave you a bunch of links to resources like free meal plans and that free post-workout, postpartum workout, which is really great to get started on. And it's a really good foundation to then progress. Thank you so much for being on. And uh, I hope we hear back from you soon. No problem. Thanks for having me. I really hope you learned something out of that podcast, no matter what you may have taken away. You know what? I think my lesson learned there is how you burn calories by eating them. Now, I have been in the fitness industry for years myself, but I'm not in the nutrition side at all. It's definitely something totally different. And knowing that makes so much more sense now in how I've been seeing meal plans come out and counting macros or calories or however you're doing it, it makes so much sense. So I hope you took something away. I hope this can better your lifestyle and having you enjoy your food, enjoy what you eat while still maintaining or obtaining your fitness goals. All the links, websites, and social media sites Michelle mentioned, including her meal plans, can be found on the episode notes at themilitaryworkingmom.com slash episode 019. As June draws to a close, we're wrapping up our fitness theme for the month. However, stay tuned next week for Ryan Kipping, or who is more globally recognized as the prenatal nutritionist. Thank you for listening to the Military Working Mom podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please click subscribe and leave a review to help us reach more military moms just like you. And then to save time and receive posts as soon as they come out, join our email list at www.themilitaryworkingmom.com and follow the Military Working Mom on Facebook to join our community of women as we discuss topics, ask questions, and share stories in a safe, judge-free environment. We are here to provide you with answers you need. Don't forget to join us next week as we continue to help you navigate your mom, wife, and military life.